Well, sons of bitches. Well, bumpishish, sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, it's not that season yet. No, not entirely. Yeah, no. Christmas in October. What? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the watch list with Patty and Bill. You can check out this episode as well as all of our past episodes by logging on to thewatchlistpod.com. You can engage with us there or through your social media at symbol the watchlist pod. And you can also subscribe to us wherever you pick up your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to ask your Alexa enabled device, Alexa, play the watchlist with Patty and Bill podcast. Well, welcome to a technology blah Saturday. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <sighs> Well, happy almost Halloween, a week from it? Uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, okay. And happy belated birthday, too. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I can't sing happy birthday because then I would owe some estate somewhere a whole lot of money. Uh, well, yeah, anyway. To do it, uh, twinkle, twinkle, little star, you know. But then we'd have to owe them royalties, too. No, that's uh, public domain. Is it really? Twinkle, twinkle, little star? Yeah, the tune to twinkle, twinkle, little star, and the tune new A, B, C, D, E, F, G. The alphabet song. Same song. Yeah, same song. Yep. Well, okay. So I've got two new things that I watched, and I also have a very specific Halloween thing. Oh. And then thanks to Dave Rivera. Hey, Dave Rivera. How you doing, buddy? Yo, uh, Dave. Yo, Dave. We've got plenty of news to go through. Uh-huh. So how much do you have? I, I have three things I've actually seen all the way through. <clears throat> then why don't you start and then I will go and, the, you know, and all uh, that stuff. All right. So I'm. Um, you could say all three of the things I've seen are scary. <laughs> um, I saw the first one is on Netflix, and it is called Demonic. Ooh. Uh, the only name I recognize that was in it is Maria Bello. Yeah. Yes. So this movie is about uh, a group of kids, like college-age kids, and... Part of them are all like, we're ghost hunters. And then, you know, the one ghost hunter is the ex-boyfriend of this girl who's dating now the guy who knows of this house that's haunted. Well, I guess everybody knows of this haunted house. It's just his mother had been in that haunted house. Yeah. And they go to investigate the haunted house and see what all spirits are there and we're only going to bring in good energy and then they summon a demon unwittingly uh, as you do as you do as you and do. then and then you know five people are dead there's you know the police and a psychologist come to find out the you know talk to the only survivor guy and find out wtf what happened here you know and the wackiness ensues of the movie Demonic. So you kind of know what kind of wackiness is going to come. I kind of get the idea. 
Yeah. Releasing a devil kind of does that, or a demon, or you know. Yeah. Yeah. Is it good? So it, 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 you know, for a demon possession, summon them up type of movie, it was all right. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. If you just want some little scary thing that you know people aren't going to get too involved in on your TV, go ahead and put it on. It's on Netflix. It's from 2015. Yeah. So the first non-Halloween, uh, so I watched two things this week. One of them is non-Halloween. The other one is is very Halloween. I'll start with uh, the non-Halloween. All right. Ragnarok. Oh. On Netflix. It's actually a Norwegian production. Uh-huh. Imagine the story of Thor and Ragnarok, but uh, but on the CW. <laughs> and I and I actually mean that for one of the very few times, not as a joke. Oh. It, so it's about these teenage kids who move back to this Norwegian town with their mom. And this one kid, blonde, muscular, you know, fairly good looking. And then the other one is dark haired and mischievous and all that other sort of stuff. So instantly on site, you know that this is supposed to be young Thor and young Loki. And then this, uh, then you come to find out because they get enrolled in this school that the town's water is being polluted. It's actually not a very healthy place to live. It's actually warming up more than it should. There are environmental issues all controlled by this big ass company. And the head of that big-ass company likes to turn into something of a beast and rip out an elk's heart and eat it on a mountaintop naked. Cool. Not to mention the fact that when this kid comes to town, the Thor-like character, these two older people almost recognize him and touch his forehead and say something in Norwegian. And then instantly the kid knows when it's when it's going to rain. He can feel when things happen. It is just a very interesting young retelling of Ragnarok. And I, I, I hesitate to say this because it'll probably come true, but, and I, and I hardly ever say this, this would be almost worth remaking on the CW. Really? Interesting. But I, I've only watched the first episode because that's actually all I had time for. But I will be going back and watching the rest of it because it's only six episodes. It's on Netflix. And each episode is about an hour long. So it's not too long at all. But it's really good. Mm. So if you need something of a of a superhero fix, then Ragnarok is your jam. Cool. I would check it. I would check it out. The next one I have, you've already seen and mentioned before it's midsummer i haven't seen that dave saw that midsummer no oh, i did not uh dave dave saw dave that dave saw it wow yeah midsummer. i i looked at that and i just thought yeah no you know it's not that it's actually well it's better than demonic <laughs> let's put it that way um it's you know a horror movie that takes place in broad daylight with bright colors and it's, you know, it, that's a kind of different way to view a horror movie. Mm -hmm. It's it's uh, it's your classic 
like folktale horror movie where you got the outsider and this, you know, tight knit community doing their, you know, usual ceremonies and rituals and the outsiders become a part of it. As you do. <laughs> As they happen. You know, along the lines of the wicker man and that kind of thing. The bees. No, the yeah. bees. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's a shout out to you, Nick Cage. You can keep that. Fold it up. Put it in your pocket. So, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's visually really, you know, interesting to look at because, you know, it's broad daylight. And it's uh, so the, this girl um, has some horrible tragedy in her life. Her name is Danny, and the guy she's uh, dating is kind of a dick, and, you know, she feels she's leaning on him way too much, and that she's being too needy, and he's feeling like she's very needy, and maybe he shouldn't date her anymore. But this horrible, tragic thing happens. So uh, they're going to go, the the guys are all planning to go with their friend um, Pele, back to Sweden and his little commune community that he's from, which is actually called Halsingland. Not what I thought. Okay. Yeah. And so they all go and a couple of them are doing their uh, thesis on different like cultures and, you know, religions and languages, whatnot. And the, the whole folksy rituals of, fertility and whatnot start to come up and that we're you're watching them do their thing and uh i felt you know i was kind of mocking it as i was watching it because i felt like it was rather predictable because you know a fertility festival something's gonna be egg related and yeah there are you know some of that stuff that was incredibly like wow what is going on even though they kind of Visually, with things you see around them, it's telling you what's going to happen. You know, there's like artwork that you see that here's the whole story of the movie. If you're awake enough and paying attention enough, you'll see it. And there's a room that they're all, you know, like a big open, like almost like a barn that's set up as a bedroom with a bunch of beds. And it's got all this gorgeous, like, drawings and artwork on the walls that tell the story of what's going on. Okay. So you can't, you know, if you're if you're watching for it, you know, almost Easter egg like, you'll see it, and you'll be like, oh yeah, that just happened. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And Dwight's like, have you but... seen it already? And I'm like, no, I have not seen this at all. But I mean, it's it's your classic folktale horror movie. You know what's gonna happen if you've seen enough of those. Which really, all horror movies now are just like, if you've seen enough of them, you know exactly what's gonna happen. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it was worth watching. It was because, you know, it's not one of those dark, moody ones. It's this bright, almost happy seeming until you realize this shit ain't happy. <laughs> you know, this shit's not all that happy. <laughs> this shit's fucked up and twisted. And I kind of uh, like it. So. Okay. <laughs> well, and, and I do like when shit ain't happy sometimes. As long yeah, as it's yeah. good. Yeah. So, yes, no, did you say? Yeah, I would. And our pal Cheaty from The Good Place is in it. Oh, Cheaty. Cheaty's in it, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. 
So the next thing that I watched is completely Halloween related. It's called Hubie Halloween. It is. Don't. Oh, God. Don't. No, no, no. Put down the sarcasm. Step away no, from sorry. the sarcasm. Please. And it stars. Oh, and it's. It, you know what? <laughs> it stars Adam Sandler. Now, what I will give you is that Adam Sandler really hasn't been all that funny since probably the late 90s or the early 2000s. I will give you that. But, uh, and I need to see Uncut Gems because I would like to see him in a different role. I saw that and, okay, yeah, fine. He was good in that. Yeah, I would love to see him in that kind of role because I think the thing with his comedies, and he does it here too, is that he views movie making as an excuse to get together with all of his friends and have a good time filming something. So there are the usual suspects in this movie. There's Kevin James, there's Rob Schneider, there's Tim Meadows. It's about this guy who is all about Halloween, absolutely all about it. And ever since he was a kid, he has been picked on because he's sort of that water boy kind of character where he's very good intentioned, but, you know, he's dweeby and all this other sort of stuff. The typical Adam Sandler shtick. Well, one day a new neighbor just happens to move in next door and some wackiness ensues. Of course it does. And it's actually up to Adam Sandler to figure out what this is and save the day and save Halloween in the process. You know, it's not bad. I actually was amused by it. Although there was one point in the movie where I was like, this would be the perfect point to like go into the third act and just wrap it up. And I realized that I was actually only about a third of the way into the movie. So could <laughs> That's they... That's a long way. <laughs> well, but could they have accomplished this in any less time? Yeah, probably. But... As an entertainment, especially for something that is very specifically for Halloween, I I think it's worth a watch. It's fun. It's stupid. If you enjoy Adam Sandler movies, I think this is a good one. It it it, it it's down there compared to you know Wedding Singer and Waterboy and and Billy Madison and all that stuff. But like I said, it's entertaining. And, and in the end, I was looking for something Halloween-related and entertaining. And Hubie Halloween fit the bill. So that is on Netflix right now. It is a movie, and you will probably forget it right after you see it. But it's not too shabby. <laughs> uh, the last, I would, you know, this could be a very terrifyingly scary movie, is the uh, Borat subsequent movie film. Oh my God, you actually watched that? Dwight wanted to watch it. <laughs> so it was on, and I was in the room. I have been successful in not seeing any Borat, Sasha Baron Cohen, anything. Until amen, now. To, amen to I that. Have, I have failed in my streak. He's ruined everything for me. This is free on Amazon Prime. You don't have to pay to watch this piece of shit. Um, <laughs> it is exactly what you think it's going to be. If you're, if you love Borat and think that shit's funny, you'll love this. It's, you know, 
it's typical Borat shit. There, you know, he, as the news has told us all, he has completely embarrassed Rudy Giuliani with what goes on in this film, and you see what goes on. I, th- I think that Sasha Baron Cohen is a smart dude. He is. He is very intelligent, smart guy. He, I think he knows exactly what buttons to push with whoever he is targeting. Exactly. Yes, he does. However, the character of Borat, and I had a minor interest in watching the movie years ago when the original Borat came out. And then a guy I used to work with loved Borat, loved it, thought it was the funniest shit since sliced bread. He and I differ extremely on what is entertaining or not. (laughs) And he also guided me towards Super Troopers as well. The first one was pretty good, but he's that kind of slapsticky kind of comedy kind of guy. But I dislike movies that border on cruel and a lot of the mind now granted the point of Sasha Baron Cohen I think in Borat is to show how stupid we are yes yes and in that he's brilliant because he brings that out Mm -hmm. there just sometimes I have to look away and go all right I get the point yeah and this one I didn't none of what I saw made me think he was being purposely harmful to the people he was pranking so to speak aside from maybe giuliani but he gets what he deserves anyway yeah i mean because he does he you know this is filmed during the pandemic and he visits people you know he's talking to some uh, like he goes to some kind of trump rally we're not going to wear masks type of thing but he is not openly hostile like there's no he's not doing it maliciously i you know i don't feel like yeah. it's you know i mean everybody you know the you know some of us watching me like what the fuck are they what do they actually believe that but it's not like i'm thinking you know god these people are you know fucking not idiots and you know i don't know that's kind of how i felt watching and i'm like what that's got to be made up right these people are actors right I think one of the most clever jokes is the fact that this film exists in the first place because Borat is how old at this point? I couldn't even tell you. And he is actually, that character is his best known thing. And it has been parodied so many times. And that movie has been out for years and years and years. Holy shit. That thing has actually been out for almost 15 years. Wow. Yeah. And he can still fool people into thinking he is from Kazakhstan. You know, if I saw Borat walking down the street, I'd go, hey, what's up, Sasha? And then he would ignore me because then he knows I'm in on his joke and he would ignore me. But the fact that people don't absorb pop culture like that. Or they just don't. uh, Yeah. (laughs) If you you sidebar, by the way, you ever watch Jeopardy? Okay. Do you notice that? mostly and i will say mostly because there is a rarity every now and then mostly everybody ignores the movie or popular music categories anything pop culture related is generally the last category chosen because most people spend their time figuring out who ruled germany in 1701 but they don't 
realize that Pulp Fiction won the Oscar for Best Screenplay from 1994. <laughs> yeah. So suck it, Jeopardy. No, I'm just that. That was just it. So Borat, subsequent movie film, stupid. Uh, you know, it is what it is. I mean, just like you're into Adam Sandler's comedy stuff that I think is all stupid. This is, you know, if you are into Borat and you think he's funny, you're going to love this. I will never get those brain cells back. And, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I and that's actually a good comparison to make because you don't like Adam Sandler. I can't. Neither one of us can stand Borat. But for the audience to whom these movies speak, they're going to love them. You're totally going to love this. Yeah. Although right. There is one little piece in there, one little segment that I found hysterical. So he, he buys is it a, a spoiler. There are no spoilers in this. Let's just right. be honest with each other. Um, right. There's a scene where he takes, you know, he's got his, his teenage daughter. He takes her into a bakery. She really wants a cupcake. He buys a cupcake and it's got a plastic baby on it because I think it's meant for, you know, you give it to somebody at their baby shower. So she's eating the cupcake. She swallows the plastic baby. He runs her to a clinic, a, a female clinic. It's a women's clinic or something it says on the sign. And the clinic is actually a guise for the pro-life religious people to talk women out of having abortions. Well, they go in with their <laughs> Kazakhstan accent. There's a ba I put a baby inside her. She has a baby inside her. We need to get it out because literally there's a plastic baby that she swallowed. It's inside her. He's like, I was giving her pleasure because it's pleasurable to get a cupcake. And now she has a baby inside her and we need to get it out. And the whole conversation with the minister guy who's at this clinic telling them that you're killing the baby and he's like it's already dead it wasn't alive it's not alive it never was alive and yeah uh, that was I, I had to laugh at that because i was like oh my god this is brilliant scathing commentary <laughs> accepted yes exactly like literally there is a baby inside her you know what do that ultrasound and you'll see all right <laughs> So but that's all I got. I got the Borat, I got the Midsummer, and Dynamic. Demonic. The devil makes you mispronounced a movie. Me make lips move not. So, Mike Alexander. What's up, Mike? Hey, Mike. Mike, I miss you, man, especially around this time of year. So, my favorite, our favorite, Halloween movie is Halloween. Ah. The 1978 John Carpenter classic Halloween. And we have this ritual and we used to have this ritual when I was living in Chicago, we would go over one of one or the other's house and we would watch Halloween. So it is a tradition that I actually carry through to this day. And I miss you, bro, but there is no other Halloween movie that stacks up to Halloween to me. And I don't know if it's actually known really well by the younger cats that are out there, but the original 1978 Halloween is actually an independent movie. 
and it was done by John Carpenter. He actually filmed it in California and imported the leaves. He actually had a couple of bags of fall leaves that he sprinkled on his set. And then when they were done filming the shot, he actually had leaf wranglers actually gather up all the leaves, put them back in bags so that when they moved locations, they could have fall leaves again. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, guerrilla filmmaking at its best. And it is actually a movie that before the soundtrack was added in was actually almost not picked up by a studio because it wasn't scary enough. (gasps) Wow. But then he composed the best Halloween theme ever. Mm -hmm. And it changes the movie. And it is the perfect example of how a score can impact you emotionally and change how you perceive a film. And there have been many subsequent remakes and and reboots and sequels and all that. And I was into all of those movies way back when in the 80s. Oh, my God. Beginning with Halloween 2, then Halloween 4. A few years later, I was all about that. Then Halloween 5, Halloween 6. And then I got all excited about Halloween H2O. It then just started going off the rails because they made the one drastic mistake that movies can make. They try to explain something. And sometimes it is better not to explain anything. Yeah, I'm talking to you, George Lucas, and your fucking midi-chlorians. But anyway, (laughs) to have Michael just be evil and unkillable was the scariest thing about that movie. Yeah. So if you have never seen the original 1978 Halloween, turn on nothing but your TV, grab your popcorn, make sure the doors are locked, and strap in for the best horror movie ever. (laughs) Sorry, I'm getting into this Halloween thing a lot. Well, anyway, moving on. All right. Anyway, moving on. So time for movie news. So thanks to Dave. Thanks, Dave. Hey, thanks, Dave. We've got tons of movie news. Yay. And I was going to lead off with the AMC story, but then Quibi came along and actually did the biggest thing ever this week and shut down. (laughs) I know. I was like, oh, no, Quibi? Oh, I never would have seen that happening. I know, Quibi. Oh, what a shock. Oh, Oh. Yeah. Honestly, people, you didn't miss anything. Yeah. Quibi Quibi was that it began as a cell phone only way to digest content that was 10 minutes or less. Yep. And they they actually went all out. They had Jeffrey Katzenberg Hollywood movie Hollywood movie money behind this. Uh-huh. And so they got big ass names like Christoph Waltz, uh, Liam Hemsworth, Anna Kendrick. They got a ton of people involved and they did all these short form movies slash shows. And it never took off because you could never stream it on your TV at the time. And no one's going to watch, like you said months ago, no one's going to watch that shit in a break room. You know, the, the whole thing was you're watching it on the go. And then a pandemic happened where people couldn't go and they didn't move fast enough to put their platform on 
televisions for all those people who can't be on the go that would have been on the go. And I think if they I, released this maybe last year, it might it have had it, more traction, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I agree with that. I It definitely would have had more traction in a time where... People could be on the go. People could be and, sitting on the bus going to work or on the train going into the city or what have you. Yeah, you beat me by half a second saying that. It's Sorry. the perfect commuter platform. Yeah. They And they released it at exactly the wrong time. Yep. Now, the technology was cool because if you flipped your phone to the horizontal mode, it went into the straight-up widescreen mode. But they actually utilized the technology where no matter which way you had it, vertical or horizontal, you could still see everything that you were supposed to see. Yeah. I mean, it looked like it was filmed for that direction. Either way you turned yeah. your camera. Yeah. It looked perfect. And so, so what Quibi is trying to do is sell off all of its content and the technology to whoever will buy it. But RIP Quibi. Mm. We hardly knew ye. I would say it was sad, but not really sad. Well, it, what's sad is that they didn't get original content creators, like the people that work on YouTube and TikTok and all that other sort of stuff. If they had gotten more of those people on board to actually help migrate people over to Quibi to be able to say, hey, this is what Quibi's all about. Come check out my show, subscribe to it, and then also check out the longer form content then it might have also had a shot. But because they yeah. didn't engage with that crowd, they and thought that they could employ the typical movie platform to a completely digital platform, and it just failed. So the next thing that we have, AMC Theaters is renting its theaters for as little as 100 bucks, Yeah. So that you could have private screenings. Of a small selection of films. And... That intrigued me because you just celebrated your birthday. My birthday is coming up. And I thought, you know what? If I fucking can't go to California and visit the Academy Award Museum like I really want to or Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences Museum, then why not rent out a theater for me and maybe 10 other people to sit in, in safety amongst ourselves and watch a movie? Well, you and I both went to their website and saw what a paltry selection of movies they have. It was such a shit selection. It, no, it, none of them that I would want to see again. Well, and they, some of a couple of them I never heard of. Well, there's that too, yes. And the problem is, depending on which movie you see, the price is not $100. I didn't get that far down. Oh, you didn't get that far? Ooh. No, because I looked at the, the choices and was like, I don't even want, I just don't need to go further because this isn't going to happen. So the movie Unhinged is one of them. Okay. Is one of the choices, I think. Mm -hmm. But to rent that is actually a couple of hundred dollars. Oh. So the old movies like Jurassic Park, which is which is the choice that I would have made, because the first one is always fun. Yeah, yeah. That's a hundred bucks. Hmm. But depending on the deal with whatever studio you're actually licensing this film for the screening for, the price jumps. Wow. 
So first of all, that hundred dollars is a little misleading, and they say ninety nine dollars, but come yeah. on, they're saying ninety nine bucks because they don't want to say a hundred bucks. And second of all, your selection is so bad that if you couldn't choose from a library of even a hundred movies, which I think would be actually kind of decent, you'd have a better shot of of getting people to do this, especially at a price point of two or three hundred bucks. So. Blah on that. And this comes at a time that AMC is this close. Imagine my fingers this close to filing for bankruptcy and selling off 15 million of its shares. And it is hard to believe that AMC theaters per share is right around the $3 mark a share. Hmm. It is, and I hate to say it, it is going to go away. So I think the idea was good to have private theater rentals but at the same time unless they open up their selection i ain't gonna do it what but would they be able to have some sort of setup where somebody could bring in say a dvd and they just project it on the giant screen while people sit there and i don't know eat snacks you can't and... that's the only thing that warning at the beginning of the movie expressly prohibits that but if, if it's their private party where they bring it that they bought, nobody else is paying for anything other than the space. They're not paying to see the movie. They're paying to come to the space for this party. But somebody is making money off of that private viewing. Or are they making money off the space? And the concessions and all of that. Well, I think that's just generally they would covered make money in that off FBI. The concessions or not, you know? I, I get it. I, yeah, I'm I'm, just, I'm with yeah. you. I would love to bring you know a 4K Blu-ray of something and say, here, throw this shit on and yeah. let's have a good time. But one, and I don't mean this to be an asshole, and I don't mean this to be inappropriate. But then you could also bring a porn flick on on DVD. Why not? Yeah. Uh, somebody might want. Some people say why not. They might. Some people say why not. Some people say why. But. You know, I but mean, but others like I would love to see True Lies again on a big screen, but mm-hmm. the only way I can watch that is on DVD. Mm-hmm. So some of it also probably has to deal with the resolution of films too. Oh, but yeah, I think some might not look so good, and some won't look that good spread out over that. You'd have to be yeah. so fucking far back, you might as well watch it at home. All right, then. but it is covered under that FBI warning at the beginning. So nah. okay. In minor news, Disney is shifting its focus to primarily streaming and yes. backing away from theatrical releases. Interesting. Amy. Which I think is smart. Oh, yeah, totally. Now, they're still pushing back movies like Black Widow. Hmm. But by renting out Mulan, and as the airing of this show, Mulan... I still only have the exclusive rights to view it on Disney+. Plus. It has become available to rent for 20 bucks on Vudu. I did notice that. Okay. So it is now in that window of, if you want a private screening of it, pay 20 bucks and you can watch it for the rental period. And it'll be free in December to whoever has Disney+. Plus. And then they are releasing Soul exclusively to Disney+. Plus. For subscribers, I think they are at the forefront of all of this. But then 
I there's they're pushing back the Marvel Cinematic Universe because of all of this. So I wonder a couple of chess moves down the road. Are they going to scale back on budget to release it digitally because movie theaters like AMC are going to go out? I was just in New York the other day driving. I did not take my ass on public transportation, but right across the street from each other, there is a Regal Cinema and an AMC, and both of those shits are closed. Wow. Yeah. So it will re- it remains to be seen how all of this will will shake out, but there's that. Oh. Last but not least, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Have you heard the latest about this? No. Okay. No. So HBO Max is not only going to premiere Zack Snyder's version of Justice League, they've given him more money to go back and reshoot a lot of Justice League. What? It is almost like, and I wonder if Dave would agree with me on this, it is almost like they are filming a Justice League movie to launch on HBO Max. You know, very much like somebody makes something for Netflix, somebody makes something for Hulu. So they have gotten Jared Leto to come back and film additional scenes as Joker. Wow. They have gotten huge names, huge names to come back and actually be in Zack Snyder's Justice League. So essentially it's a do-over. It's a mulligan for Justice League. Interesting. This is huge. Yeah. Yeah. This is huge. I am I am so psyched to see this. And if they release it in parts like they said they were, because this movie is supposed to be like hours long, this shit could, could turn the tide for the DC universe. So anyway, I I just think that's some exciting shit. Well, anyway, that's all the news we've got. I've got. I don't really have nothing. So everybody, you've been served. No, <laughs> Bill, you're not 90s hip. So just shut the fuck up. Oh, anyway. <laughs> but anyway, so that's all we've got for this week. Thank you for listening to us. Do me a favor. Log on to the watchlistpod.com. Click on that contact button or go to your social media. Go to the ad symbol. Go to the watchlist pod. Let us know what you think of theater rentals. Would you do it? I know I'm not, only because I was considering it because, yes, that's cool. I know what a private screening is like, and they're awesome. But at the same time, I think it's prohibitive based on content. So let us know. Would you do that? If so, which of those movies would you rent? Also, what do you think of Zack Snyder's Justice League? What do you think about AMC going broke? Let us know your thoughts on all of that. Also, log on to thewatchlistpod.com to catch up on all of our back episodes. You can also engage with us on your social media at symbol, the watchlist pod, and make sure you and your friends all grab your little phones, go to your favorite podcast site and click on subscribe to the watchlist with Patty and Bill. And when you're at home or even now in your car, because they have these little Amazon little thingies, ask your little Amazon thingy, Alexa, play the watchlist with Patty and Bill podcast. All right. Cool. Yeah. So I guess our next episode will be all about Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Sure. 
Let's yeah. do some scary shit. Or some funny shit. Okay, we'll do some scary funny shit. Oh, it's so oh. funny it's scary. So scary it's funny? <laughs> we'll figure... <laughs> Why? Yes, okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We will catch you later. Be right. Mask up, be safe, and we will talk to you soon. Okay. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.